Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. $50 free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Welcome, welcome everyone to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. Let me tell you how you can always find us and listen to our live programs and our archived episodes. The number to call to listen live by phone is 515-605-9375. You can also find us online at blogtalkusa.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa or in podcast form on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, or any place you can find podcasts, you can find Blog Talk USA podcast and Marvelous Monday under that banner. Okay, so let me give you to your host for Marvelous Monday, my lovely mother, Councilwoman, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. Good evening. Hi, Ms. Brianna. Good evening, and thank you so much. You always do such an amazing introduction. And I just enjoy having you right back here every Monday on Marvelous Monday. And it has been a marvelous day today. We have accomplished so many things. It's so much going on, but we had an amazing – let me just share this with you before we get going and bring in all the guests. But uh, today we had – this afternoon, we had this evening, as a matter of fact, 6 o'clock, we had an amazing uh, town hall meeting with – all of our criminal justice uh, gentlemen and females that serve this community. I should have had one to come on and talk to us. As a matter of fact, I might send a text message to one of them to come on, but Dr. Edward Robinson is actually the uh, president of the uh, Coalition for uh, Black Leaders in this community, and so they had a town hall meeting with the criminal justice uh, chapter here that's composed of all of the black uh, law enforcement officers, whether it's by education. We have some who are teaching at Tyler Junior College. We have some who are in a uh, police department and the sheriff department and the pretrial uh, division, uh, the attorneys. Uh, it was outstanding. And it was hosted by our, our county commissioner, uh, Commissioner Joanne Hampton. And so, uh, 
Lots of lots of really serious questions, and I thought this was excellent on the back of the trial opening up uh, with, uh, of course, the George Floyd a trial, and so we're going to talk about that tonight as well. But let's just get going, and let's talk about, uh, let's see who is on with us tonight, and, and Pastor Cooper, are you there? Yes. Hey, good evening. Hello. Good evening. Thank you, Pastor Cooper. And then, of course, how about Mr. Arthur? Is Mr. Arthur on yet, Ms. Rihanna? Oh, not not yet. I assume he'll be not on momentarily, though. Okay, I'm sure he will. But uh, before we get going, uh, bring us up to date, uh, Pastor Cooper. I think you had a big event going on out there in, in Jefferson County this weekend. Can you Actually, Can you brief us on that? Yeah, uh-huh. actually, we were in uh, Fort Bend, uh, Missouri City, uh, uh, Harris County area. Uh, it's where we were located yesterday. Rose That's Sharon, where you were Caroline. located. Well, I, yeah. right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just saying, you know, w- w- the run for lieutenant governor and now the run for governor, I've made a lot of great friends across the, the region and people like uh, Pharrell Bonner, uh, Representative uh uh, it, it, it just so many reps out there, judges. Uh, yes. I, I can't name them out. I, I almost have to make a list of all the people that's there. <laughs> it, it takes a, an incredible team to make everything work. I can't remember this though. Lucille uh, Catering Services there in uh, Brazoria County and Fort Bend County. Uh, okay. She cooked food. I'm telling you, pinto beans, chicken. Oh wow! They served <laughs> real food yesterday because you know they're still Red doing like it. Uh, Oh, yeah, frozen pipes issues. There's still issues. They can't, so people are not able to cook in their homes. They're not in their homes. Wow. And, you know, because we're, we're kind of feeling some normalcy now with uh, the spring happening, but people are still dealing with the freeze. They're still Absolutely. dealing with it. And bottled water, and, and, of course. Yes. Yeah. You're right, uh, Pastor Cooper, and so are we here. Uh, we have uh, some of our buildings uh, still have not gotten people out to be able to um, – to repair those pipes. I was talking to my insurance company uh, today. When are you all going to be able to get out and take a look at our building? It's actually the building of my uh, my sorority, which uh, oh, wow. is the uh, it's a historical building. It was actually the uh, library for black people uh, back in the oh. day. That's the only library that we used to be able to go to. So that actually uh, we purchased that. Uh, from the city, so that's a historical building, and so I want them to get get those. Uh, the pipes broke, water ran for uh, probably a solid week or more before we realized, because obviously because of COVID, we're not meeting in the building, so I just will kind of drive by frequently and may open the door and stick my head in, but, but did not go prior to uh, since the freeze, so therefore... Uh, all of our kitchen is damaged, uh, both the bathrooms, the wooden floors are puffering and damaged, uh, just all kinds of uh, issues that are going on. And so everybody wow. knows, and those that don't know, there's, there are lawsuits that are going on right now uh, so that people can apply and get some work done uh, on, their, on their buildings. Okay, Mr. Arthur, are you there? Yeah, yeah. How y'all doing? How y'all doing this evening? How's everybody? That's great. Great. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Before we move on from uh, Pastor Cooper, I think that you had someone 
uh, in uh, Jefferson County that retired out uh, this past week uh, that's been in government for a very long time? Did you have a clerk or someone who retired and they had a a drive-through celebration for that person? I thought I saw that. That's yes. right, Miss Didry. Miss mm-hmm. Didry. Yeah, yeah. You want to tell us where she uh, retired from? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the first African American, uh, any female or male clerk that we had in Jefferson County, that's huge. You got to understand, we're a red county. And that, yeah. that was a big accomplishment for the people. And see, a lot of people don't realize that when we're voting for people like Miss Gidry, that's been around for 21 plus years and did a phenomenal job dealing with mm-hmm. those issues uh, of voting. And, and, and yeah. make sure that our youth were able to vote. We had voting polls all at Lamar University. Uh, they, they drug her through the mud and the newspaper, the press, and she stood her ground while dealing with personal issues. Yeah. And I mean, so we took our hats off to her. And well, I was uh, attending the event in uh, Harris County yesterday and Harris. Fort Bend County, right. so I missed the, her, her celebration. But I celebrate. We, we celebrate with her all the time, though. So so exactly. that was for folks that didn't get a chance to hug her neck all the time. So people like yourself <laughs> that's, that's working the city council, you know, and you sure. see those of us like myself that, that's coming around and pushing commission to score city council. But then we, we had that celebration for her, and i like to uh, just uh, tip my hat to uh, Joseph Trahan and the Democratic Party yeah. yesterday uh, yeah. for really putting that thing together and uh, making her feel loved. That's great. Yes, it, it was beautiful. I observed some of it, uh, and uh, I just was excited because this is still March. This is still uh, Women's History Month, so we want to salute uh, Ms. Gidry for all the great work that she did there in Jefferson County, and we want her to sit back, relax, and enjoy her retirement because she has worked tirelessly, like you said, and some other women awesome. who are over there that's, that's doing great work. This is March, and so we still honor it. So let's fast forward then and, and move over to uh, to Mr. Arthur because uh, we want to kick off uh, uh, his celebration. That is just been celebrations going on. People are masking up and, and getting out there uh, slowly but surely getting out there and uh, uh, moving forward. And then uh, hopefully uh, uh, Dr. Hagney, I'm going to send a message out to him of Ms. Brianna if you can and, and bring him in so that we can talk a little bit about how we're moving forward in getting uh, getting our people in within our counties out here vaccinated, because we'll give some statistics on uh, of the uh, the disproportion of uh, people of color, black and brown people, who are being vaccinated in comparison to others. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But Mr. Arthur, if you'll come in and share with us your amazing weekend and your special guests that you had there in Dallas County, uh, I wish I could have been there. Go ahead, uh, my my fraternity brother, right. who is who who walks in high cotton in Dallas, Texas. Go oh, ahead. oh, is that right? <laughs> high, high cotton. But anyway, uh, <laughs> this uh, this weekend in Dallas, they uh, officially named the name the street uh, Bolton Chain Boulevard. Uh, and if anybody don't know, Bolton Chain was the guy that the that the Dallas police officer off duty walked into his house while he was sitting, just sitting down and shot him. And so, uh, so anyway, so they had a reception. So we got, to, but, but, but before I tell you about the the, the, the reception, I posted a picture today of a 91 year old brother that's still a police, that's still working as a police. Now I'm still trying to figure out how to feel about that. I, I, I'll come back to that later. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, but both of Gene, uh, 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 his family was there, 
his sister's brother, uh, brother's father. And so basically, like I said, we have, I got a chance to talk to them. And, uh, you know, like I say, you know, they're a great family. And, uh, uh, you know, and they made us feel at home just right there. So if you're ever down in St. Croix, hey, just have me from Dallas. You know, you, you, you're you good. So uh, yeah, then right. I said, but, but we got a chance to meet, uh, I got a chance to meet uh, Mr. Ben Crump. Uh, uh, you know, of course, you know, he's up, you know, he's uh, doing you know, up the Floyd trial right now. And I got to think, and I said, you know, I said, we're getting a street name here, but, you know, this ain't nowhere near over. It's, it's kind of hard to celebrate in that kind of atmosphere when, you yeah. know, the very yeah. next week we couldn't have a Floyd trial. So it's kind of like, you right. Know. Right. Well, you know, we're, we're back to back. And Mr. Arthur, you were not on when I was talking to, um, to uh, the uh, radio audience and, and Pastor Cooper and Miss Rihanna about this evening at 6 o'clock and 6 until 7-ish. Uh, so uh, we had all of our law enforcement, black, black law enforcement uh, personnel, those that are retired, those that are in the sheriff department, those that are teaching criminal justice. Uh, we have Dr. LaRonda uh, Hamilton. She's not a stranger to this uh, network uh, who teaches at Tyler uh, junior college uh, teaches that, and so some very some very taxing questions were asked tonight. And so I t- and they said one of them said, uh, if you if you uh, stay out of trouble and do what you're supposed to do, uh, then you don't have to worry. And I said, what? Uh, well, what? Wait, wait. I said, well, what about? the uh, Joyce Ann Browns of the world. I named her because everybody in Texas recognized and realized, and I told them about the 30 people that were on that stage at University of Texas at Arlington where, where uh, uh, Bishop Giller and I went when I, was, when I was working on my degree in criminal justice, and we went to University of Texas at Arlington there, and all of those spread across that stage uh, there in that auditorium, it was Joyce Ann Brown, the only female, uh, a black female. You know, she's gone on now, and 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 they were not paying people at that particular time when she was incarcerated, but she kept mm-hmm. on fighting, and the Innocence uh, Project was able to get her out. And her employer said, "There's no way." She could have committed this crime uh, in the short period of time that she carried her car uh, to have it serviced and come back. But in the meantime, they ignored her, and she uh, ignored that, mm-hmm. and she spent nine yeah. years. But there were, there were all the rest of them were all black men, and then there was a one Asian, uh, Caucasian a mix that was on the stage, and the rest of them were black. So what about those mm-hmm. people who were in prison for years and never committed a crime? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mr. Yeah, Arthur. And so then, so now you're celebrating the street name after Botham John. Uh, and yeah. so tell us, give us more about what happened at your event that week, this past weekend. Basically that afternoon, like I say, down at the police station uh, on Lamar, that had, that had a, you know, had a program where, you know, different dignitaries got up and spoke and so forth and so on. And, uh, you right. know, just, you know, you know, talked about, you know, uh, uh, you know, what it meant, this, you know, just the basic, you know, stuff folks talked about. Everybody was being nice. And so, uh, <laughs> and then, so, and then, of course, had the private reception later on that, uh, later night. So I was, uh, 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 blessed to be invited. So, uh, you know, so I, again, I got to talk to the family and stuff. So, you know, so they know that we, that they need the NAACP or, they need our community, you know, we'll be here for them. So they say, you know, they they say they, they did tell me the NAACP uh, 
uh, you know, reached out to him and was and it was very helpful. So, so it's good sure, to know. sure, that exactly. So, well, as I said, Mr. Arthur was in high cotton. He was there with. He had lots of photographs that he sent to us that he took with uh, Attorney Ben Crump and everybody. There's nobody. Uh, here that does not know who he is, but I thought let's let's begin. I, I hope that everybody was able to hear the opening arguments today. Uh, I got a chance to hear the opening arguments before I went out for my appointment. So, any comments in in regards to the opening arguments uh, today? And Miss Rihanna, if you can pull up those uh, that that opening argument, if you can, well, you can find any places. There's okay, a couple things I didn't know, like like instead of being being uh, uh, eight 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 minutes forty six, it was nine minutes and twenty nine seconds. And I knew that. I had read that. Well, I didn't know that part. I know that part. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, and then like and, and then like the uh, you know lady that the, the you know dispatcher like say you know she say you know she say hey she say uh, she say I thought she said, I thought the she I thought my computer page was froze. Mm. You know, I mean, he was on the man next alone, and then that's when she called wow. in and wow. started recording. She said, "Said that said, said I don't want to snitch, but <laughs> they, 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 they said, well, they said why? she she don't know why I used that word, but I was just you know, that's why I was thinking. I said I don't want to snitch, but hey, I got to call this in. So she you know, and so she called it in. So, hey, <laughs> you know, so yes, that was kind of well. That's right an there. interesting word that Mr. Arthur just used, and let's talk about that word. He says. She said, quote, and I quote, I don't want to be a snitch. So when mm-hmm. you see something is going wrong and and you don't uphold the law and you say, well, I don't know, I, I didn't want to get involved, or I don't want to snitch, well, is that mm-hmm. one of our issues and our problems that we have today? And is that mm-hmm. upholding the law? Well, is that what we call well, we it? statement. Go ahead. But see, but that statement just showed that she was echoing. She she was echoing the culture. She was echoing the culture when she said, right. yeah. "I don't want to snitch." Right? You know, and, you know, and she said, "On dispatch office," but she looking right. at film. So, I mean, she done seen a lot of stuff That's <laughs> already. Right. She didn't. She didn't snitch, mm-hmm. right? Right. But she said, "But she said, no, you know, I thought, I thought my, my screen was froze. That's how long he's on the man neck." So she said, hey, she said, she said, I don't want to snitch, but I'm calling in this time. <laughs> that's what she said. This so that's time, yeah. That's the worst she ever seen. That's the worst she But, you know, that's, that's a part of the uh, Floyd, uh, George Floyd okay. Act that they're trying to pass right now. Uh, see something, say something. That's actually in the that's bill. It. Yes. That's actually, and, matter of fact, we're, we're, we're pushing that. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying, we're, we're going to Austin this weekend, this Saturday. And, and we're, we're going to have the slab ride again like we did in 610 in North Houston with uh, Congresswoman okay. Sheila Jackson. We're not sure she's going to make this uh, uh, ride again, but we're, we're going to the capital of Austin to, to continue to push that because these are the issues that we have is that it's the culture, the environment. We, we have exactly. to make sure that they understand we're watching. Exactly. And, and let me ask you this question. How long have we heard, and Mr. Anna can attest to this, how long have we heard this term when you see something, say something? When, when, when you're in the public schools and you see that a child has been abused, you see the marks. And when you see domestic violence, you see the marks. And they say, when you see something, say something. That, is, that phrase right. is not new, right? How, many, how long have we heard right. this? And so why? Well, I why just heard, a, a, we, so didn't hear, a, 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 we didn't hear see something, say something until, until, the, uh, until a bomb, uh, until a, a twin tire bombing. 
That's what I first heard. Uh, see some say well, something. We, well, we heard it as far as right. dealing with child abuse and and and, uh, and right. domestic CPS. violence in particular. Law enforcement child has been asking. Law enforcement has been asking us forever. Yeah. If you see something, right. say something. They have to. And you know, for exactly. us to have to put it on paper as a a law or a rule for them to do yeah. the same. I mean, we. It is the culture, just like Mr. Arthur. I think it was Mr. Arthur was saying. And uh, Dr. Hackney, your line is open. Welcome. Well, hello. Hi, Dr. Hackney. Hello, good evening. How are you all doing? Good evening. Well, good evening. We're, we're good. We're good. Well, we, we're, ironing out, we're ironing out law enforcement and how things should uh, be. We're talking about uh, the opening of the George Floyd case. So go ahead. Uh, uh, I think there was uh, Mr. Arthur or uh, uh, we need we, we need the police to, we need the police if they see something we need to say something yeah and that's where we at that, that, that's part of the George Floyd Act so, and that's do what something. I'm saying right 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 and do okay, something okay mhm mhm okay very good so Miss Rihanna do you have the um, any of the opening uh, remarks from that trial today. Uh, yes, I found uh, NPR has kind of a a summary. Um, it says that, or some of the highlights, uh, Mr. Okay. Derek Chavon betrayed his badge. Uh, the Special Assistant Attorney General Jerry Blackwell t- told the jury after I- outlining the police policies and the oath that uh, Chavon took when he became an officer. Um, and as he spoke, he showed jurors a photo from the scene um, in which he had his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck. He told the jurors that they will learn that uh, Mr. Floyd's body was making involuntary movements while he was being held down uh, by Officer Chauvin, uh, including a seizure and, quote, agonal breathing from oxygen deprivation after he uh, was told twice that Mr. Floyd did not have a pulse, quote, he did not let up and he did not get up. Blackwell said, adding that the officer did not move off Floyd even as the paramedics sought a pulse. Um, Prosecutor Blackwell also noted that the officer uh, was fired shortly after that encounter, and after the prosecution delivered uh, its opening argument, uh, the defense attorney, Eric Nelson, told jurors that the trial will bring several significant battles over how some facts are interpreted. Chief among them, he said, will be the cause of death. He said that the evidence will show that Mr. Floyd died of a cardiac arrhythmia that occurred as a result of hypertension, his coronary disease, the ingestion of methamphetamine and fentanyl, and the adrenaline flowing through his body, all of which acted to further compromise an already compromised heart. Um, describing Mr. Floyd's actions on the day he died, Nelson said the evidence will show that when confronted by police, Mr. Floyd put drugs in his mouth in an effort to conceal them from police. And when jurors weigh the evidence and the law and apply reason and common sense, Nelson said there will only be one just verdict, and that is to find Mr. Chauvin not guilty. Um, And yeah, that, those are the highlights. And then it, it um, there was some uh, an autopsy report that was cited uh, today, 
And it goes through a list of legal questions that will likely determine the outcome of the case, including do legal protections for police absolve uh, Chauvin from responsibility for Floyd's death? Could it be considered reasonable for Chauvin to have used the amount of force he did? To what degree could other factors, such as Floyd's recent drug use and his health, have contributed to his death? And if Chauvin is found to have directly caused Floyd's death, which of the three charges would jurors agree on? Okay. And what's mm-hmm. three? Six. Uh, the okay, three I'm a second charges. degree murder. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm looking for those now. If you know them, go oh, okay. Ahead. <laughs> I know. I, well, no, I don't. I just know okay. uh, second degree murder is included. Do you guys know what other uh, first degree murder, second degree murder, and I would I would say first degree murder, and then second degree murder. I know is is involved in that. Um, second and third degree murder, as well as second okay. degree manslaughter. Manslaughter. That's it. Yes. That's right. Okay. All right, comments, gentlemen. I mean, this is, uh, it's heartbreaking to even hear them repeat this over and over and then to see this uh, over and over. Now, my question is. Let's talk about the larger picture of win or lose. What is that that fixed to do to America? What is America going to look like? Win or lose. Okay, well, let's just say this. It, they paid off $27 million, right? So since the city of Minneapolis paid off $27 million, then does that say that you're, you're saying that you were wrong, that this guy, uh, Chauvin, the cops didn't did pay something anything. wrong, right? The taxpayers did. They're, well, that would be true. The taxpayers um, paid it. Yeah, but, because yeah, yeah, but my point is, sure, sure. Yes, sir. Sure, sure, but my point is, sure, sure. My point is though, okay. Look here, mm-hmm. the American jurisprudence system is on trial. It's on I trial agree. before the world. Yes, yes. And I'm saying, I think the larger question is, what is what is it going to look like? Say if we, say if he wins, okay, and what is that <laughs> going to do to America? Say if he loses, what is that going to do to America? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I think that's what folks need to focus on. Okay, well, so what, okay, so let's take let's over. take the first okay, let's take the first side. What if he wins? What if they win the trial and say he's guilty of of the three of these? Uh, and I think preferably people want to see a first degree. Well, it's second and third degree, right, Miss mm-hmm. Rihanna? Okay, so yeah. they want to see murder. They want to see a murder conviction. Okay, what if they get a murder conviction? Then what does that look like for America? Uh, Mr. Arthur, we'll no, start you with asked you then, one and then you posed that question. Okay, which one? No, 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 you didn't ask both of them now because you asked the other one, then you asked that one. So which one? Did he yeah, win? Well, did he lose? With the, which one going to do that's first? That's why I say we're starting with the first one. We can't analyze them both at the same time, so we're going to we're going to dissect first. First, we're going to dissect. If he win, if he win, if he win and get away, uh, uh, I'm telling you, America's going to feel a certain kind of way, and it ain't going to be pretty. I mm-hmm. tell you that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if he and loses. Okay, well, now we're not going to lose, oh, Mr. Arthur. Okay. We're not at lose yet. We're still <laughs> okay, working with okay. wins. Okay. Right. What if what if Chauvin gets off? Let's put it like that. What if Chauvin gets off? Mr. Arthur says 
America is going to look a certain kind of way. He didn't tell us what that kind of way is. No, no I think it's going to feel a certain kind of way. It's going to feel a certain kind of way. The American people will feel a certain kind of way. Okay, go you're ahead, Pastor Cooper. Okay. You will have riots. Mm-hmm. You're going to have mm-hmm. disaster and mm-hmm. chaos all over again. Mm-hmm. So, all yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What What are your right. thoughts, uh, Dr. Hagney? Well, it's going to, America is, is uh, being looked at and evaluated, and I think in some ways it's going to confirm a lot about America, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And so that, mm-hmm. that that's what uh, we need to, you know, I, I know that through the years we've had different definitions of what America stood for and stand for and everything. I think mm-hmm. the uh, America is going to be on the mirror <clears throat> and, uh, and and really uh, and the root causes and all that is going to be really for deep thinking, uh, deep mm-hmm. understanding, and also deep planning for the future because I think it's going to show is the uh, the all the facts, the true America. And where we go from there is how we, how, how the planning and and what proceeds after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Okay. Anything else, Ms. Rihanna? What are your what are your thoughts on we we hear it's oh. gonna not be this it's gonna be looked at a certain kind of way by its its uh, constituents of this country. The American people are gonna look at it a certain way. Uh then there's a probability of riots, uh, probably much worse than what we saw after yeah. George Floyd's death, would mm-hmm. you say? Mm-hmm. Okay. What Absolutely. else? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what else? We we know that people in uh, Denmark, in Zimbabwe, in Iceland, <laughs> in yeah. you know Morocco are wearing T-shirts with George Floyd's face on them yeah. right now. The That's world right. is watching us, just like it has been said. Every it's all eyes on us, and it has been for a while under really strict scrutiny that's much deserved. So if if this goes, and to make matters worse, the defense has decided to go with this the standard textbook. He was no angel, and he caused his own death defense, which is just even makes things that much worse if he yeah. walks away scot free from this. So um this is a it's a really big it's gonna be a big deal worldwide and mm-hmm. it's not just gonna be people in, in up in arms over here. I mean this ignited something across the world and it's the the flame is still lit. So that needs to go the right way. And then that needs to be the beginning of something here, not just the end of something. It needs to be the beginning of some accountability and some changes. Now, obviously, well put, and I'll get back to you, Dr. Hagney, if you'd like to have something else to say. But keeping in mind, there's people, I got a text message that says, uh, well, if he won the $27 million, that's when, and I was, that's where I was going with that so that we could open that can of worms up and look at it. Uh, if, he, if he won, if the family was paid $27 million in a lawsuit, let's keep in mind that is a civil lawsuit, right? So we're now we're in the criminal case. So you can win, and we know that from, uh, from that O.J. O. Simpson trial. They, they're calling this trial uh, the the trial of the century, like like O.J. Simpson's case was considered as, so 
so that family, um, his wife's family, Nicole, they won, and, and the other gentleman's family, they won a, a civil suit, right? Did they not? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 okay. Yeah, but sure. went, yes, sir. Yeah, sure. Ahead, but, but, but that has nothing to do with the price of tea in China. That has nothing to do with this, we, with, we, with, we, with, uh, this trial. How much money they got. That's they, that's, that's they business. That's they money. And that's the pro- all we're trying and, to point and, out but, is that that's we're the civil. About, yeah, I know, but, uh, we, saying, but what we're yeah, talking about we're is George Floyd represents. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. George Floyd represents a much larger uh, 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 issue or a much larger theme a picture, than however much money is standing And I'm absolutely. saying that to get focused on the money is a distraction. That's all I'm saying. And I'm and I all I'm saying is that we want to differentiate to let the people know who are listening who says who sent me a text text message that says, well, if they paid them twenty seven million, that means that uh, Chauvin is guilty. And I'm saying that's a civil case. You can win a civil case and lose the criminal case, and that's all we're right. trying to differentiate so that people can hear uh, what we're talking about uh-huh. right now. And they're talking about a civil, and that doesn't mean. Right. Okay. That just means that, that those people filed a civil case because of a, a wrongful death, and it's what that $27 million is really about. Right. Uh, Dr. Hagney, you were about to say something. Oh, no, um, no, no go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So the civil and, case, and you that, have to keep in mind, just like the O.J. case, uh, where, mm-hmm. where O.J. won, it doesn't fit, must have quit, but then he lost the civil mm-hmm. case. So it's the same difference. You have For, different courtrooms, different talking. judges, right. different jurors, so you have to keep in mind mm-hmm. it's a whole different ballgame. Now, I'm glad you brought that in, Pastor Cooper. He said a different courtroom, different people uh, presenting in this courtroom. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how this materializes. And so I agree Mm -hmm. that if something doesn't turn out the way that from looking at how many minutes now, now now we've gone past the eight minutes up to nine minutes and so so that made it even worse, right? And 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 then not only that, when the opening today, did he not talk about the training that they that they received and the CPR training? I mean, I'm a medical person. We have to redo CPR every single year. We have to learn it, relearn it, and learn it, and relearn it some more. And right. new things come about. We for children, for infants, as well as for adults. Every police officer has to go through that training, just like every medical person, right? Did you see him use any CPR, period? And then the people who were trying, yes, and the people who were trying to to do CPR, they wouldn't get out of the way, way, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, Ms. Rihanna, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Anything you have to say in regards to this or the civil suit or anything? I did want to say, just point out, I know I said it earlier, but I think it's just worth pointing out again, another difference between the O.J. Simpson civil trial, for example, and this uh, wrongful death suit, that O.J. Simpson was found liable for the wrongful death in that civil trial, and he was financially responsible to pay those families. Any case like this uh, where it's a police officer, that's found uh, to, you know, th- that the wrongful death is on uh, the the hands of the at the hands of the police officer. The city is sued 
The city has to pay. The police department is not liable for that, and this particular officer who did it is not liable for that. That's a big difference when when people win, you know, like Breonna Taylor's family. The police department here didn't pay that money. We are paying that money. There's no accountability, even in a civil suit, Mm -hmm. like, you know, personal accountability the way there is for an individual who's not wearing a badge and given a license to kill you. You know, that's the the Well, they need to quit treating us like we... Okay, let's finish. Let us finish it up, please. So, 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 go ahead, Miss. So, what, what should that you brought out two very crucial points there. So, what should that look like? Should then citizens, it, should citizens be liable for paying that? Should the city be liable, or should that person who may or may not have insurance, well, probably has insurance and probably has it at a very limited amount. It would not be at the level of 27 million but but this is a question for everybody what should that look like should the city have to pay this money back yes the the department should be responsible and every officer should be if police officers were insured the way that they should be insured in a case Mm -hmm, like this mm -hmm. they wouldn't be firing their guns so much they wouldn't be Mm -hmm. doing an illegal chokehold or sitting on Bailey's yeah. neck. They're not mm-hmm. they're not made to have those yeah, kinds of policy that. and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have insurance. That. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I like that's that where I'm going side. with yeah. that. Very good. Yes, absolutely correct. Just like we all have X amount of insurance uh, right. uh, uh, on our policies. Uh, to mm-hmm. say that if we do anything or if people something happens to somebody that's even in our homes, if we have somebody visiting in our home yes. and they injure themselves, who's liable for that? Well, we are insurance. Mm-hmm. Right. We have that insurance to cover that. So, great point. Mm-hmm. That is exactly where I was going going with that. Any mm-hmm. any more any more comments in regards to that? Great point. Well, that'll keep them out the field. I tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I like that insurance idea. Uh-huh. Exactly. But saying, you know, exactly. the bottom line of it is, you know, it, you know, it, it, it all comes down to the same thing. Like it's been for the last twenty years, uh, we need uh, our Caucasian brothers and sisters to recognize our humanity, our base humanity. Yeah. Uh, you know, quit walking around like y'all scared us, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Stop it! Stop it! It's just an mm-hmm. excuse. It ain't real. You know, y'all, you know, y'all creating a boogeyman that ain't there. And so, you know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 again, we can't teach white people to not be racist. You know what I mean? You know, we can't do it. You know, so, right. uh, you know, that lady over at uh, Miss Osborne, she lost her job taking up for Piers Morgan, right? You know, so I'm just saying. Yeah, so I'm just saying. So, you know, we need to just really just, if we can get the good white people, you know what they say, you know, we, we need the good white people to stand up. If we can get the good white well, people to stand up, you know, we can get this thing changed around. That's all we need is for the good white people to stand up and say, hey, y'all, knock it off. Okay, well, Mr. Arthur, you just – go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, but but what he has to go back to is what Ms. Rihanna was saying earlier, is that uh, they were trying to uh, muddy up the water for George Floyd, talking about his his past and all this stuff. And it's the way all of us were reared, and especially young men, black men. uh, We're supposed to keep our nose clean, uh, not get caught in that certain situation. When you go to the doctor, make sure you have clean underwear. All of these things is how we were taught. So that if something like this happened to us, that they wouldn't use that against us when they know they're wrong. So this is not an open and shut case. They're going to use that, and the majority of society is going to fall for it. So they're trying to plead their case through the, the yeah. media. They, 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 they're trying to get them a, a, 
the uh, majority of folks, you know, again, that voice of uh, moral authority. Uh, so this is what we have to fight, and we have to continue to fight this. My uh, Caucasian civil rights brother, Dan Rather, he said this, and, and Brother Arthur, you, you have to remind, remember this, is that we have to continue to protest, and we have to continue. Those are uh, inch marks each and every time we get out and, and, and protest, but it's necessary. It's a necessary to the evil. Very good. Now, Mr. Arthur, I think, just brought something else in. Boy, I, this wasn't on my list tonight, but I but I like <laughs> us to dialogue on this a little bit. <laughs> and he, he mentioned uh, Ms. Osmond lost her job uh, because of their racial comments, right? And so mm-hmm. it goes back to to our it goes back to Mr. Floyd, George Floyd, and people saying uh, if that had been and, and we'll let Miss Rihanna answer this question if this if this had been if George Floyd had been one of uh, Miss Rihanna's first cousins who happens to be a male I'm just going to use Miss Rihanna because I know she doesn't care about me using her. Do you think the same thing would have happened nine minutes or so, seconds, 27 seconds, whatever? Uh, Ms. Rihanna, go ahead. Good Lord. I've said it so many times. <laughs> going back so long, I mean, you know, my my oldest daughter is, you know, just a couple of years older than Trayvon Martin would have been. There's no way my blonde-haired, blue-eyed daughter could have been chased down and stalked and you know, all that, and then, you know, move on to the next place, to your right. There's no way my youngest daughter would have been yes. in that position, and, you know, people wouldn't have been up in our – there is no way that my husband could have yes. been doing exactly what Mr. Floyd was doing and be attacked like that by a cop and be sat on like that by a cop and be struck – no, let's just say that – on some crazy, bizarro world, it did happen. There is no way that the majority of white folks in this country would not be out in the streets raising hell. Sure, sure. Starting at, you know, minute one after the incident and going, carrying on until right now. And I've said this before, too. <laughs> white folks favorite college basketball team wins a play a championship game and they do 30,000 or $40,000 worth of destruction to the little city that they live in. The college kids do. I've I've been there twice in Kentucky when they did it (laughs) because their team won because they're happy. And nobody says anything about it. They're just blowing off steam. Oh, they're just having fun. (laughs) Yeah, they're just college, like good college kids, you know. But, but people take to the streets because George Floyd is murdered by this cop, and it's a riot all of a sudden, and it's gangs, and it's the you know the Marxist movement, Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's Doesn't just matter. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, you, so the double standard, yes, it, it, yeah. all day long, that's, all day long. That's what we're talking about. And but this is the most troubling part for me in this George Floyd thing. Not to mention uh, being a medical person that somebody has their knee on your neck for that period of time. But this gentleman had handcuffs on with his yes. hands where? Where was his hands? Behind back. his what? Behind his back. back. Behind, his back. Behind his back. What could he do? And, and but, but so my next question 
uh, ladies and gentlemen, lady and gents. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and that is those people, those other law enforcement that were standing there, should they be on trial? Guilty. Guilty. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. If some black kids were in the car and one committed a crime and, and, and the others were in there but they didn't commit the crime, they would be charged what? Guilty. Exactly. Guilty. Defendants. Would they Guilty. call it a, a, a accessory? Accomplice. That's right. Yeah. All, all of those terms. Yeah, all yeah. those the, no. all those terms. Yeah. And also, so another question you would think. Why? Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Dr. Hagney. You'd also mm-hmm. you'd have to think about the, the training that they all yeah. the was uh, yeah. how they were trained. You know that. You know that's that. I think that's another thing need to be looked at overall. Yeah. Is how are they how are they going to be trained? You know, uh, because I me, mean, they, they all train the same way. They all thinking the same way. You know, so I that mm-hmm. I think that's something when we look after all of this. I think that's something because we look nationally, and and yes. how the how the police not only not training how they recruited, you know, the recruiting process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know. A lot of these guys, I, I could almost look and say I wouldn't put that person in the police department. I don't have any experience for it. <laughs> but that's right. But I think all they need to look at the selection process, the training process, because this is. This is major because this is what this is. This is that. This major. is exposing the root problem. Yeah. And so until the root problem from recruitment to training, all that is going to have to be really looked at and redone. And also mm-hmm. the point is make it unacceptable because you have a training program. You have a little guy sitting around who exposed no CPR and all that and didn't do anything. I mean, gee whiz, why are they still on the force? Right. I'm sorry. Hey, sir, they can yes, do. Sir. Sir, they can. They can do all the training. They, 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 they can do all the training, changing you want. That ain't gonna get it. It ain't training that's messing them up. You know, it, it, it ain't training that's messing them up. The, you you got to understand the policing system from from the story beginning was put in place to protect white people from black people. Right. 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 You know, people, so, so that's what so that's the culture well, see, of it. Well, see the see the law. So, you, so, you, so, you so, can yeah, even, we need to do the training changes. We need to do the training changes. But I'm telling you, that guess that ain't gonna get it. That's all I'm saying. Well, see, they still you know, they, they fire. You know, yeah, you know, I mean, you is on any company you hire. You know, that's these these uh, they almost uh, self-supporting. But you know, they are they're right. being paid by, yeah. they're being paid by taxpayers' money. That's my that's my. You know, any business business you run and you have employees that you pay tax that way, you keep them Mm -hmm. on, and you're at blame. So back to America, if you look at all the laws, how they were written originally, they were written to the wrong people. Yeah. That's what we have to to understand, truly America, you know. And how and all that has to evolve, and that's how that's what a change got to start at the root issue. Of that well, in the police act, well, in the police act that they're trying to pass now, the, the one they're trying to pass now, it has, uh, you know, you know that where they have to, you know, where they can track these policemen, they can track their records. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. They can't just go from, and yeah. So they can't just go from just place to place to exactly. keep that whole uh, dynamic going. So basically, you know, you know that, and they got some other stuff, roots, some training changes you're talking about. And that's what that uh, George Floyd Police Act is about. 
Oh, yeah, well, yeah, we're here yeah. to deal on, on this on this evening on the Zoom uh, that we had all of our black law enforcement here in Tyler uh, presenting uh, to us. And, and, and so the question was, how much training? And, and they get 40 hours of training every two years. Well, first of all, I don't know what their training consists of, but if you got to take you got to take a look at the mental health part of this, exactly. and if right. in fact when you have a person, because you got to be able to recognize when exactly. when a person is mentally ill or mm-hmm. when they're just acting out, right? And, and right, they need right. to be in jail. So do you have a psycho? Do you have a, a doctor? Do you have a Pastor Cooper that's going out there and looking at and analyzing and finding out if right. these uh, these people are in a mental illness crisis, exactly. or exactly. just exactly they don't have that. They don't have. They right. may have that person there, but they don't have them going out with them. They, they're probably at home. If, if somebody has a mental health crisis at nighttime, they're gonna they're gonna pick them up and throw them right in jail. Now, one person mm-hmm. said, "Well, we, we we throw them in jail for 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 their safety." Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'll buy that for the evening. But what do you do with them the next day? You don't. You mm-hmm. keep them in jail over and over and over. You carry them through they through the court system and all that. You treat them like a downright criminal, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Therein lies the problem. Three, three, four that days. On that mental health the law enforcement are not trained to be mental health experts. That's you, the, you know that's putting their lap. The problem with the mental health issue is our mental health training system in this country. Now, none of the police departments are trained to be mental health experts. That's dumped, that's that's in their lap. So that's been a whole mental health system need to be revamped, re-looked at, who responds, like you said, and checks and balances in that. You know, you can't, you know, how these guys, you are in a police department, you think you're going to train them a little on mental health, and then the first time they're running across the guy mental health out there, they, they really don't have the mental health training, but they, that's what they are, they have the responsibility to do that. So I hope their states don't even have a good mental health training program. I'm not going to name any states. But that needs to be looked at. The whole mental health issue needs to be looked at. It shouldn't be grown and developed in the police department. Like you said, how someone observe the mental health training and all that. Need mental health professionals handling the mental health issue in America. And until we get to that point, you'll have the police guys taking people up and knowing a little about mental health training and all access and then all that other stuff going to Iraq. But until we step up and, de- and develop a, a professional mental health uh, program in this country medically, yes, we always going to have the mental health issues in public schools, everything we experience that we have not experienced people handling mental health. Yes, sir. All of that was suggested. Can I ask? Go, go ahead. Pastor. I was just going to echo what you're saying is that uh, all that was suggested in the state of Texas here when we talk about defunding the police department, but when you use the word defunding, we have a governor that makes a statement that if you start defunding the cities, that they're not going to assist them in, in their local uh, uh, issues. And, and so, and what, kind, uh, what kind of leader is that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So you got these Trump supporters <laughs> that follow that same leadership yeah. after the $27 yeah. million dollars was awarded to both, I mean, to uh, George Floyd's family. Uh, first thing they start saying is, uh, well, look at Minneapolis. Now the police department's in trouble, and uh, they have problems with crime, and, and, and the uh, police are shortage, 100 people shortage. And so they're already starting their attack. 
They're prepared exactly. for what's going to happen next. Which, you know what, which tells me, uh, Pastor Cooper and everybody, that not only should they have that training, they need to be analyzed mentally as well. Because right. who does that? You know, and, 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 and that's a very serious position uh, because the minute you step out of your car, you're, you're, you're putting your life in danger, right? And I get exactly. that. I understand that. And so, therefore, sometimes that – can you imagine how taxing that would be? It, it, it reminds me of, of the medical personnel going to work during COVID. They knew mm-hmm. when they stepped mm-hmm. into that hospital and they stepped into those clinics and they got these patients that are critically ill right. with COVID-19 right. that they're putting their lives and their families' lives. So, therefore mm-hmm. – I recognize that the police officers have a serious uh, job that they have to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like there's yeah. – go ahead. Go ahead. I like that question. Is it required for the police officer to have a known health evaluation? That's what I'm talking about. I, I, right. I don't it, it think so. It needs to be required. No, it's not. That's they what I'm to, talking I, about. We just finished digging through that across the state, city and local mm-hmm. and county and state. That's some of the things we're working on right now and uh, with subject to faith leaders. And uh, that's not a requirement. And that's why we're talking about, we're talking about defunding the police department. They're not talking about defunding. They're talking about actually adding to it to create a that's separate exactly. department. There you go. The there you department. go. And then they exactly. need to also uh, analyze them before they hire them. That should be part of the hiring okay. process. But they're, they're, they're interviewing themselves. Yeah, they're, they're hiring themselves. The chief is hiring police officers. And you have a union that's separate from all of that. And then once the cop becomes right. a police officer, you, it's hard to fire them. The, the union protects them, and which is good, that's but exactly it's also right. bad. It, it, it's a tough <laughs> it, it's a dichotomy. It's, a, it's an issue. What, it is. What, a, are the, yeah, what, are the, what are the mental health uh, academic authority people saying about mental health, about what we're talking about? Are they standing on the sideline? <laughs> you know, you would think if I was trained, if I was a mental health, academic professional person, I would want to have that responsibility to make sure I was involved with that. Uh, right. And you know, what are they saying? What are our mental health uh, educators saying? Are they standing on the yeah, sideline? Yeah. What, what are they saying? Well, 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 let me just tell you, this Deborah mental Hull. health uh, professional yeah, is saying that we need, yeah. to, we need to have them analyzed exactly. periodically. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that becomes I mean, there's high rates of domestic abuse and child abuse. There you go. You know, among uh, among officers. And can I say? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Miss Brianna. I said that is a part of my work. Okay. But no health is also a part of our reparation package because you know our community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like for a long Mm -hmm. time. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, so we need all that, but, you know, so, so you know, you know, the police need it, but, yeah, we need, we need more of it in our community because, you know, it's just, hey, you're just saying, right, let's keep letting that stuff just keep going on and on and on, just recycling family right. to family, mm-hmm. you know. That's true. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Ms. Rihanna, I think you were next. Well, I've, the one thing I was going to add, in addition to, and just like uh, Mr. Arthur um, pointed out, um, as an extension of the mental health piece, extreme vetting and solid background checks Amen. to make sure that you're not yeah. hiring the Nazis 
and the white supremacists who have been infiltrating our police department for decades, and we've known about it. We've been warned about it. We've had congressional hearing after congressional hearing. I mean, it's the number one national security threat, and now they're killing citizens that will have been. You know, they're, they're, they're given a badge. No, we pay they're them, given we pay the highest now. authority and no them. responsibility for their actions, and they're hiring mm-hmm. Nazis. So, you know, it, you know, I don't know that all Nazis are mentally ill, uh, you know, necessarily <laughs> clinically, yeah. but there's got to be some intersection there um, w- with all of this. And, you know, Einstein for us to be born so heavily. Mm-hmm. Einstein said it's a mental illness. Racism. I mean, it's definitely a sickness. It is definitely a sickness. Here's your statement from APA, uh, American Psychology Association, which I'm a member of. Uh, And they're trying to force their way into it, uh, but they need to be invited. They need to be welcomed to the table. But there's there's a lot of fighting across the nation. It says, uh, uh, research can provide direction for law enforcement efforts to reduce crime and increase community trust, APA CEO. Arthur uh, C. Evans, Jr., Ph.D., said written testimony uh, that he submitted to the House uh, Judiciary Committee for the last Mm -hmm. several decades he's been fighting for this. There have been uh, repeated instances of violent uh, conflicts between police and civilians, particularly police officers and individuals of color. He he, 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 he spent several decades fighting this. And he said the recent death of George Floyd in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, reinforces a long-standing relationship between citizens of color and law enforcement characterized mm-hmm. by mutual mistrust. He might as well be a prophet because he's been prophesying this for three decades now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, mm-hmm. the psychological, when we analyze people psychologically, and I, I, I'm not going to even just say police officers, just period, but, mm-hmm. but it helps us to analyze their, their their intellectual skills, but mm-hmm. now let's go to right. law enforcement. It also helps to analyze their judgment on it. Mm-hmm. This, this guy had no, did he have any judgment at all when he sat, no. sat on George Floyd's neck all that time? Of course he did mm-hmm. not. And, 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 mm-hmm. and it also it will analyze their integrity. It will also analyze uh, their drug usage and their alcohol, mm-hmm. well, alcohol right. is a drug mm-hmm. as well, but all of those right. things because, uh, you know, as I said, I think about them getting out of a car and walking up to somebody's uh, car on the side of the street, on the side of the hot interstate. They don't really know what's in that car, right? They right. don't know if they're mm-hmm. going to be blown up mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or what. So, so they're mm-hmm. taking their lives. So, the, can you imagine how that works on the mental psyche? Exactly. I, yeah, but look I, I, though, I, I, as a military yeah, person, yeah, but look though, Shirley, Arthur, Shirley, you know, Shirley, Shirley, yeah, Shirley, 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 and you pull me over. Mm-hmm. That's a total experience from. Okay, now he's scared because he's been he's been trained that I'm his enemy. He, he's been given that psyche, you know. So now I'm sitting in the car scared because I don't know what kind of white guy he's gonna be. You know, some of be most of mm-hmm. them be pretty nice, but still, you know, I don't know what kind I'm gonna get. And right. so you know, so I'm oh. just trying to tell you that it's a little bit more than 
You know, he shouldn't. He but, shouldn't be scared. Mr. If he's that scared, he's gonna something? get another job. He's gonna get another Arthur, job. Can I, can I can I share this with you? The black enforcement people said on our Zoom this afternoon, this evening, is that they already they are always a little anti-participatory when they get out of their vehicle. That's human nature. Uh, that they don't know what you may have in that vehicle, even though the, for the most part, most people are honest and not going to uh, try to take your lives for the most part. But there are some out there that may not be, right? Operating so, but in here's a white what, supremacy but here's, culture. But, here's what, but, but let me just right. finish. Here's what I say. In Texas, when they pull you over, they already know they already looked at your paperwork. They already called in to see if you are licensed because you know in order to own that car, unless you stole it, right. uh, you had right. to have registration, right? So they already, right. they about should already know. When they pull up behind me, if they stop me on the freeway and they pull up behind me, they already know I'm I'm insured with USAA. They know mm-hmm. who I right. am. Uh, nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, they know the female that's driving that car is me. So mm-hmm. so that's a helpful point right there, right? That they should be a little bit more relaxed. I that's what I said. I don't know. You guys I've talked to police. anybody. But, and, here, and here, I've talked to police. We've had police come to try NAACP conventions. Of course. And and tell us the stories about how they treated when they off duty. Mm-hmm. And and and, and the about the black somebody police, else. are you talking about I had a black police officer. I had a black police officer. It says about right. how, you know, some of them even got shot and stuff out, you know, off duty. Some of them, you know, I think a couple of them even got killed. But I'm just saying, you know, yeah. and we're trying to tell you about that culture. <laughs> that culture is so ingrained that mm-hmm. once they, be, you know, once they, be, you know, once they go into their police role, you know, you know, they lose a lot of themselves. They be out there doing the same thing. They of be course. out there protecting the white uh, uh, folks from the black folks. So, so, mm-hmm. so I'm saying that's how deep it is. Let me ask you a question. Are you talking about the black police officers out there protecting? The black police officers, when the, they put on that uniform okay. and go to work, uh-huh. and go to work, mm-hmm. their job is to protect white people from black folks. That's their job. Okay. And that's, what, and, that's what, and that's the mentality that they have to have in order to blend in, fit in, make sure that they probably don't, you know, leave them out there, you know, leave them out there hanging or something. So, let you let know, me say that a little yeah. different than what... Brother Arthur is saying and said the same way. I'm gonna say it differently. Say it the same way. They are a product. but I have I have to brush over some stuff sometimes, and I'm gonna do it this time. Uh, they're the product of their environment. Is is what they are. Right. Sure. Now, right, whether sure. that's good or bad, they're the product right. of their environment. And I've been working with the police department now for 30 plus years, where I, I'm yes. affiliated with. Uh, the chief here uh, in Beaumont, Texas, has been in police office 50-plus years, relationship 35 years. The chief that right. survived in Texas were in 1992. They said they would kill a black man if he walked down Main Street and the same place where I got up on the stage where they burned crosses, and I'm still here, mm-hmm. so that's testimony. But at the same time, uh, th- there is a conflict, and, and, and it goes right. all the way back to where y'all were talking about earlier, and we didn't, we didn't stay on that subject, but uh, Sharon Osborne, she didn't. She wasn't around yeah. black folks herself growing up, and so she even right. thought was the lady that was on, on the show first, the black lady, Pete. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget her first name. Uh, 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 she said she, uh, Holly Robinson. Yeah. Holly Robinson. Holly Robinson. Mm-hmm. Said she was too mm-hmm. ghetto. 
So, so, right. so the, we, 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 our culture has to change, and, and, and the people, those cops have been around those, those type of Trump type of people. They have to change these patriots. They, they, they've had to change for survival, they, they, and they have changed, and unfortunately. And so in the train, I was in the training class, and uh, the police officer said, if this uh, person, uh, this perp, looks like that you can take him, you can take him physically, and you, you put the guns down the table and you wrap him to the ground. But every time right. there was a, 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 a perp of color, they did taser or gun. They, did, they didn't try to fight him. Right. And, and that goes right back to the culture. Uh, we were at the NAACP right. with our president of the state of Texas, uh, Gary Bledsoe, President Gary Bledsoe. And whenever he has mm-hmm. a, a, a statewide meeting, he always has bicycles, and we all go ride bicycles. Well, the, the, the mm-hmm. people, they rent them. The people that was renting right. bikes. And they were so confident. I guess I'm going to feel confident, and they tell me the truth. They said, when, whenever we work with you all, you all, what do you mean? Whenever we work with the NAACP, you all, black folks, we have to get the bigger bikes out because of your girth, your thicker, your bigger folks. Excuse me? Right. Individuals are bigger because of uh, uh, how they live or not how they live. But the last time I checked, the, the skeleton of most people are about the same. Men are thicker than women, and you can tell. But girth and thickness comes from life and lifestyle. But mm-hmm. this individual told me that every time that they had an event, <laughs> folks of color, they had to get the bigger bikes out. So this is the training mm-hmm. upbringing. And, and, and my wow. wife is five foot three, right. weigh one hundred thirty-five pounds. So that does not that negates her statement and her fears. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, there's there's a root issue. We, you know, I, we now and you know we talk about the task force a lot, the equity and mm-hmm. and when disparity mm-hmm. and healthcare. There's there's a there's a similar uh, there's there's a semblance in America as it relates to healthcare, which you're talking about. When you look at the disparity and and the uh, where we are as it relates to people healthcare wise, we can look back and see. Uh, where the neglected care from the person's up uh, mm-hmm. training and background, and also we right. can see the, we we can see how we as black healthcare professionals have bought into the system mm-hmm. that the other ones because they're in that environment. You know that's you know for example uh, that discussion about what Meharry is talking about when we need to look at more black healthcare professionals. That's a that's, that's a true statement there. Yeah. And that also yeah. apply in other areas because as a as an underlying, you know, even though you can go to some university, you want you you want to come out and talk like everybody else out of that university, they, you know. <laughs> but so 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 what we have to do on so ground, so we have to train, we have to change the thinking, our thinking also who we associate with and who who we listen to, who we spend our time with, you know, and that probably is whether it be criminal justice, health care, education. We as a race of people, we have spent the wrong time with the wrong people with that kind of thinking. So in the health care, we're saying we're going to work on more African-American health care professionals at whatever level it takes to do that because when you look at the overall percentage of the individuals who take care of us, their background, they don't interact with us until they, and particularly they come through med school, until they get the uh, internship jobs, and, and why why you, yeah. why you expect all the med school trained that doctor in public hospitals? That's it. That, that, because they can they can see every 
culture there is to see, right? That's, That's right. I mean, they don't get the complaint. They don't get the complaint. You don't, you don't yeah, even, yeah. you know, you, you don't get the complaint from the resident. So we, from the patient, mm-hmm. we are so, right. we are so traditional. So it goes across the root. And so we got to start at the ground level, training, changing the thought process associated with healthcare, criminal justice system, educational system, because there's a major link to all of it. Uh, that's, there's a common link between the justice system, education system, and healthcare system as it relates to us. So okay. we got to change how we involve, how we look at, and and also we have to speak up. We have a lot of talent individuals right now, not right yeah. now. But I mean, about all the young young ladies, people mm-hmm. in research. I mean, there are some people, there are some that's young right. African American ladies that's in in these in these PhD programs that would blow your mind. Can I jump in there on this? Oh, I'm sorry. And you're, you're 100, no, no, you're 100% correct. But we also had them back in the day. I'm going to go to my sorority. Right. Let's take a look at the women who were ignored at NASA who helped to that. land right on the moon, right? And that was that. not mm-hmm. this day. That was back in the day, right? But right. we always had brilliant Hidden figures, that's right. it. We always had Miss Johnson. We always had smart people. They just were not, they were looked over. They were overlooked, right. uh, so to speak. We think about the little innocent, little six-year-old girl who walked in that school room for, uh, what was that, the, the Kansas uh, uh, Education, uh, Board of Education uh you know what I'm trying to say, that that, yeah. um, that act where that young lady, that little six-year-old girl would have to be right. escorted. How brave was she? Escorted oh, yeah. by those uh, National Guard people and mm-hmm. all of those people. She, I mean, she went right on and learned there are some great people just like Miss Rihanna who worked really right. hard. And, with, and you know with, the story, and you know the backstory on that, don't you? You know the backstory on that. They, they, the, the other kids, Okay, they canceled the deal, and nobody told mm-hmm. them. That's how she wanted to right. herself. Oh, that's yeah. right. right. That's right. That's right. And, and she, wanted, she, wanted, she heard the children outside playing. She wanted to go and play because that's natural uh, for a child who wants to do. She wanted to go in the cafeteria and sit down and mm-hmm. eat with them. But their parents, and do we not do what our parents tell us? If the parents said, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. sit down and eat with this little black kid, don't, don't go out to play with this little black kid, we're going to do what our parents tell us because that we're trying right. to do what our parents tell us to do. And some of this stuff is really crazy. But, but I, I want to mention that that screening, a lot of the police departments do that screening uh, throughout, but it doesn't tell you if they're crazy or not, quote, unquote, right? It just tells <laughs> you what kind of uh, personality and, the, and their integrity and, and how they are as an individual, maybe how well, they smart they are. they recruit a lot of military are. people. They, they recruit well, a lot of military true. people. They buy a lot true. of they buy a lot of military hardware. Yes. And so yes. it's been militarized. The police so departments have been militarized. In, they, they still in the and war so that's zone, right? We need so to they, deal with. That's it. That's exactly right. correct. Well, and, exactly and after, uh, or I'm sorry, two years before we got the report, uh, the FBI report about um, police infiltrating or I'm sorry, uh, white supremacists and Nazis infiltrating police departments. Two years before mm-hmm. that report came out, we got a report that white supremacist groups were targeting returning veterans. Oh, and yeah, that's that, right. 
that's right. And that uh, returning, and in the 2008 report, it talked about how a lot of returning veterans were among the people infiltrating the police departments uh, mm-hmm. that were white supremacists. It's all, it's, you mm-hmm. know, the, the militarization mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, the racism time. and yeah, targeting is all that, related. Just, just a minute, Ms. Arthur, just a second. Just a second. Mm-hmm. No, no, agreeing with yeah, yeah, it's it's all related, and we have all this data, and as if we don't, you know, as if we need it, we've got cell phone video after cell phone video and report after report. It's all right here for us, and the history yep. of policing is what it is. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, at, at some point, this powder keg blows. Right, 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 right. I agree. You guys have nailed all of this, nailed all of this. Well, we don't have any more on these subjects, and 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 uh, no, no, correct. Hey, hey, Shirley, we, we Shirley, didn't. Shirley, Shirley, yes. Shirley, yes. Shirley, Shirley. Remember, you said you okay. We talked about if he lose, but you didn't talk oh, about yeah, if he wins. Oh yeah, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for keeping me on track. Okay, so <laughs> then if he wins, so if he loses, we've already analyzed that. So now, if he wins, then what is America going to look like? Well, hopefully Mr. the Arthur? George Floyd Act will pass. And uh, we'll put some laws in place to, uh, uh, you know, make the make the policing whole policing system more accountable. So uh, I'm just hoping that, and then I hope that that'll cool everything down as we, you know, transition to a new type of, uh, you know, policing model. So that's what I'm hoping that'll happen. Uh, so I'm gonna stay with that until something different happens. So I'm hoping that's what okay. happens. Okay, very good. Well, I hope All right. I hope it doesn't cool down if he wins because uh, what happens is this, is that uh, most folks get angry and they don't stay angry long. They just get mad and, and move on. Uh, they have to stay focused. So if he wins, I hope they stay, remain focused. I hope they continue to vote because what is happening in Georgia is going to come to Texas. You're not going to be able okay. to give people food and water in lines while they wait to vote all night long. Pretty soon it's going to get to the point where, if the voting polls close at 7 o'clock, it's over with whether you're in line or not. So we have to be careful uh, if he wins and not to relax. That's my fear. Oh, yeah. No, I, I didn't say don't vote. Hey, 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 I didn't say don't vote now. No, he threw voting in there. I, I, got, I got what he was saying. And, and, and that's on my list. Let me tell you, I got, two, I got three things left on my list for the next 45 minutes. That's vaccines children at the border, and vote. Because guess who's coming up for, for re-election on May the 1st, and early voting begins on April the 19th. So we can start out with, we can go with the voting right now. And for yeah. all of those that live in District 3, uh, I, want, I need you to get out to the polls to vote because let me tell you what, it's a serious matter going on. We need We need candidates like Pastor Cooper, we need experience. We already know what it looks like to have an inexperienced novice. Mm. And let me oh, yeah. tell you this. My ancestors fought really hard in District yes. 3 in North Tyler to make sure yes. that we had a voice down at the city. And so it's very difficult for even though, even though I fight on behalf of everybody and work on behalf of everybody in this district, and what I say mm-hmm. is that civil rights, we're going to talk about that because that's tied into voting, 1964, but everything that African Americans work toward, everybody benefits from it. Would you agree? Exactly. Every single exactly. person exactly. has benefited right. 
for the work that yeah. our ancestors did. And yes. so, therefore, you got to understand this history, and you got to understand North Northwest Tyler. And there's no way that a 40-year-old, 39-year-old, whatever age, I have a, I have a candidate, I have a, a, an opponent, one of the same ones that ran against me before, uh, no disrespect to the young lady. Uh, she worked on my campaign when I ran for uh, Congress, but there's no way she's going to know my community better than I do. She just got here. Right. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So let's right. talk a little bit mm. about the importance of our getting out to vote to make sure that if somebody needs some water in a line, because not only Georgia, do you know there's 40 some other states that's doing that same carrying right, on yeah. right mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and guess whose state is included? The one where uh, Dr. Hagney lives, the one where Mr. Right. Arthur lives, the one where Pastor yep. Cooper lives, and the one that's where right. I live. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. That's, that's, that's so the true. state that's called the great state wow. of Texas. And so mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. time for us to, to, to mount up and get rid of these people who are in office that are meaning this country no good. That starts with Ted Cruz, that starts with uh, the governor, that starts with that other fellow that's over there, and that he's quiet as a church house mouse. You can't hear a thing from him, can you? Not a thing. So any more comments about voting? Early voting begins the the April. The the, uh, deadline for registering people, and let me just share this with you all. There are 30,000 people right here in this city who is not registered to vote. Mm, and it back. makes no that sense was... that a city council seat, wait just a second, a city council seat is one with 200 and some votes. Oh, no. Wow. That doesn't make any sense. When, you got, when I have over 15,000 people in this district, we have wow, to get wow. people more involved in what's going on around them. Comments from anybody? Go right ahead. That, that is- you know, I was, I was listening to those stats the other day. I think I was, I guess, on the radio TV the other day. We were talking about the vaccine in North Tower. They were saying it's the low percentage. But see, right. that you're, you're, they need to know what you're doing. You know, we were talking about that in an earlier Zoom meeting with Tenor Hall and the program we're having out there for getting the, the word out, getting the entire community involved. The, the entire community out there need to know who you are and what you stand for. And I tell you, because we – the stats in Northwest Tyler could need to change. They can change. Like you say, the numbers out there, just getting individuals motivated, and people need to know the truth. And so wherever you need me to help you do that, because we were talking about that in earlier, so we want to change your your your, your, your district has enormous potential in town. Yeah. We can get everybody validated, get involved. And, and with a leader like you at City Hall, gee whiz, what else could they expect? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you uh, for that, Dr. Hagney. Uh, Mr. Arthur, comments from you? Did we lose Mr. Arthur? Uh, what? Did we lose Mr. Arthur? Well, she should have wrote her name. <laughs> uh, no, can, you, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. I think we need to bring a future governor down there in your district and hold little events so we can get them voters out. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Very good. Right. Come come on down, Miss uh, Arthur. Come on down. <laughs> no, 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 I'm making a, a suggestion, Adrian. I'm making a suggestion now. I'm just, uh, I'm sitting back now, just listening. 
the governor is not coming to to uh, he, the governor. You're talking about no. I said the future. Abbott? I said the future. I said the future. Oh, governor. our future governor. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Well, you know what? I'm going to invite the future governor to come to an event that we're having on the. I I think it's sun, what day? It's Sunday, April the. Let me let me just tell you what day that is. Sunday, April the twenty fourth, I believe. Let's see. Uh, yeah, no, that's Saturday, the twenty fifth. Sunday, April the twenty fifth. We're gonna have okay. a event in the parking lot. People are gonna stay in their cars, and the only people that are going to participate are the people who uh, the, that will be outside. Uh, I mean, outside of their vehicles. And we're gonna have it in the parking lot at our convention center here. And and we're gonna be in, we're inviting uh, the Asian community because we're in support of awesome. uh, of the Asian community and what happened uh, with all of these uh, these deaths, these uh, domestic mm-hmm. violence, that, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, domestic terrorism. I'm sorry. Well, it's violent too. Uh, the domestic terrorism that is going on in our country. So so that's going to be a. Uh, a prayer vigil, and it's going to be put on by uh, Shirley McKellar, District 3, a councilwoman. And so um, uh, every single day someone calls me about things going on, and we're going to, we're going to, jump, over, we're going to jump over to the, uh, to the vaccines and uh, bring uh, Dr. Hagney in and let him talk. But on Friday, I'm going to share this with you all. On Friday uh, afternoon, uh, we, we had our meeting, uh, and then after, but before our meeting, and that's our vaccines meeting. Um, I did an interview with with KLTV, and you may be able to go and pull that that uh, up and, and listen to it. I, I didn't. I haven't heard it yet. But I got ten phone calls that evening to include one from the president of one of our local colleges here, saying I want to get involved in helping. You and Dr. Hagney, I, I talked about Dr. Hagney in my interview, talked about uh, all of the, uh, Ms. Jean Coleman, all the people who are working to make sure that these vaccines are disseminated out into the black and brown community. And I gave them stats that only 2% black people have taken the vaccine in our communities and 16% plus of Caucasians that have gotten it. So there's that disproportion that Dr. Hagney was talking about early on in health care and, and in the criminal justice system in all aspects of, of the nation. We're still experiencing things from 64, 65, trying to squash our votes, trying to take away civil rights. And unless we stand up, speak up, and say something, words that say something, do something, it's not new. They've been telling us when we see something, say something for a very long time. Now it's time for us to get more involved. And I'm talking to my uh, African-American brothers and sisters right now. It's time to get more involved in what is going on around you. Don't run away when they say you have a juror uh, card that came to you in the mail and you report downtown to be a juror. Don't run from that. Go to that, as a matter of fact. More black people need to be on all aspects of jury because if you got some black person sitting on uh, on, on the trial bench and mm-hmm. and nobody at that uh, those twelve people sitting there, none of them look like him or her, 
That's right. Guess what's, prob- guess what's probably going to happen? They're mm-hmm. going down hard. They're going to get yep. harsh. They're going to get at the top of the line for the harsh crime. Uh, uh, punishment is what I'm trying to say. Go ahead, uh, Dr. Hagney, because there are people reaching out to us, wanting us to come and, and put on sites in their communities, centers, in their churches, wherever. I mean, my phone was blowing up after the oh. 6 o'clock news on Friday evening. Dr. Hagney. You know, that's what I was telling a group from your church today, uh, uh, Donna, and uh, what's, gonna, what's happening to a church I was telling them going to be the going to be the going to be the shot up of all Texas because when, when, I think I think you almost have over 100 people already signed up for those two That's days exactly over correct. there, That's and we exactly have right. uh, Lopez. She's done the translation in Spanish for, this, for the population there and the churches. That's going to be an eye opener. What you when you so the blessing of your, your medical staff inside your congregation, also what they're doing, how you're reaching out to the community. That's and that's okay. and we mentioned the barber shops and beauty shops today with the flyers and getting those words out. And it's going to be it's going to open tile up. As we said earlier, we're going to change yes, that. that. You, you just talked yes, about in Northtown, and so by just getting just uh, just a church, just we just need to get involved, like you were saying. Exactly. You know, our barber yes. shops, our beauty shops, our, our organizations. We just need to come out and support and be there. And when we when that number show out of uh, North Tenaha. That's going to mm-hmm. open up all this East Texas because they're going to see, it you, know, it, it's a point, you know, they, for a while, people, they really think we could do things. I'm just going to be frankly honest with you. But now with, with Tenor Hall, what you're doing there, that's going to be the eye opener for Northeast Texas that a black church, black organization, black health care, they can do this. And that's, exactly. and that's what's going to be so. And also the community needs to see that. So that's, that's exactly. what's going to be the impact. No option. So we're going to change those numbers because the community is going to look and say, we want to go there. We want to, so we hear what's happening. We want to, we just want to show up. We we just want to go there. And that's what's, that's what's going to happen. So I'm excited about that and also the response it's going to take. Yes. Well, well, and, and I'm going to tell you, we got three black colleges within our area. We got Jarvis right down the street and we're going to reach out because guess what? Rutgers University and you probably all heard this, Rutgers University is requiring that every student return back to college, that yep. they are required to have that vaccination. Yep. And so we're hoping and pushing. On yesterday, on yesterday, uh, Super One over in Longview received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So we're hoping that we get it this week and we can do that one-time shot and yes. we don't have to be yeah. concerned with them coming back in 21 days to set up a second yeah, exactly. where we can move on to other people uh, to do this. Exactly. And so, so the colleges are looking at that, and, and we're reaching out to our historical black colleges to take care of those students. To make, cause, because guess what? They're going to have football camps. Yep. They're going to have uh, summer schools because and they've baseball, been out baseball. and they've been doing baseball camps, all of these camps that are going to be going on, we got to protect the students. And I'm sure, so proud. Sure. Let me just tell you, just, just one second, Ms. Arthur, and then I'm going to give it to you. We, I, I, I contacted the Texas Education Association and said, I saw these children uh, during uh, Black mm-hmm. Heritage Month speaking at these schools. They need some math. We reached out mm-hmm. to Ford Motor Corporation. They sent us, we already have them in here. They sent me 250,000 masks for Tyler Independent School District. We've got to take care of our students. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Yes. 
uh, I just want your opinion on something we talked about in one of your earlier shows when when we talked about when I I want to remind people about uh, uh, as the vaccine come out to not let them use the Tuskegee talk. So when they discriminate yeah. giving out the vaccine, say, oh, well, you know, they didn't want it. You know, and I've heard some of that already. And I'm just saying that, you know, and again, you can't say we don't want it until you make it available to us. Make it available, mm-hmm. then we don't take it. Okay, then you say we didn't want it. But we didn't did a lot of education since then. So, uh, but I haven't heard as much of it as I thought I heard. But still, the rollout has been, it, it, I mean, it's been atrocious. I mean, you know it. It's just, you know, hey. Well, let, let me tell you when it was in existence, uh, Mr. Arthur. It was in existence when they said, okay, the vaccine is ready and we're ready to go. We have had town hall meetings. I put on a town hall, town hall meetings through my sorority, uh, the local chapter, Gamma Omicron Omega chapter, and educated them on this is a new day. This is no You're longer right. the Tuskegee uh, experiments that are going on. It is no longer, and, and along with with uh, with Dr. Hagney, he's done some uh, uh, education on his right. on our calls with the uh, Net Health, at, well, with our uh, task force, our Black Task right. Force as well. Mm-hmm. This is Harriet Lack. That's a long time ago, and I also let them know that we have forty thousand. Uh, black people who have participated in these clinical trials. And we even have a 16-year-old black female who participated. And not only that, we have black people who are helping to build these vaccines, to make these vaccines, to study what needed to go into them. So it is a new day, and you don't have to worry about that. And once we start having these town hall meetings, then people start signing up and getting on lists and calling and saying, when can I get the vaccine? Uh, people were traveling mm-hmm. from Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, and I said to the city, no, to the, to the county, to the net health, we need to stop that. I said it to the city as well. We need to stop mm-hmm. these vaccine travelers. We need to take mm-hmm. care of our own people in our own communities first. Thank you, Ms. First Mr. and foremost. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. One of our town hall meetings, we had six different states in the union that was on that town hall meeting. We had North Carolina, we had Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, uh, Oklahoma, and we had uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we had people to phone in, and now, and then the next town hall meeting, and I'll let uh, uh, Dr. Hagney, I'll give it back to you if you have some more comments, or Pastor no. Cooper. And I'm going to tell you what the next town hall meeting will be about. Go ahead. I like what happened down down there. Was down in Beaumont, uh, Pastor Cooper, down in Port Arthur and Beaumont. How's it, how's it looking down there? What's the response? Okay, it's, 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 the same, it's the same thing. And uh, we're trying to get people uh, to get involved. It's just like voting. I mean, you, you same response. Uh, same lag time. I mean, we're in a city where it's 116,000 people in this city, uh, 300,000 in the area, and you get like 10% participation. Same thing when it comes to being vaccine. Uh, you know, but they need to take a page out of my uh, my own son's uh, playbook, and he's one of those younger folks, that, and, and they're confusing because you don't know if you have the extreme liberals or the new black Republicans. But uh, he's working with a major hospital in Midwest, and he's in a lab. He's a scientist. And he went and got a vaccine. So uh, right. it's all over the board. But we need to follow the science. And he said, Daddy, you have to follow the science. He said, the science has proven 
that you need to get the shots. I mean, yeah, they need to get in line right now immediately and take the shot. Yeah, wow, okay, good. That's awesome. That's very good. Mr. Arthur, come in. No, we just – no, we don't have no I, – I, I, I haven't had any problems with anybody. I haven't seen – I mean, for the most part, I haven't seen any a lot of resistance from the folks I know. And I've encouraged right. some folks, uh, you, you, you know, they didn't get the shot because I told them. But I told them, you got to take that from the variant and from the Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I tell you, it has gotten better. At first, yeah. there was a little, a lot of pushback mm-hmm. on, on, on that vaccine. And Dr. Hagner can tell you, people were oh, yeah. not, they were not trying to take it. They were, they had, they talked about the uh, Tuskegee experiment. They, I mean, it was, it was continuous. But I, I, but I think that I think we're it's past changed. that now. Uh, and, and I believe you're right. And, and Dr. Adney, I'm sure you you agree that oh, yeah. people oh, are, yeah. they want it. They're reaching out. They're wanting it. I told mm-hmm. you about these ten phone calls to colleges and people saying, "Set us up. We want we want to participate. We want to become more actively involved." In, in helping you to grow District 3 in this community. Uh, exactly. We need more people out there fighting uh, alongside of the handful. And that's why I was talking about the importance of people people serving on jury duty and grand jury yes. duty. I yes. mean, we're, we're the last ones to get selected for uh, grand jury duty. Uh, let, let me take a poll here. And we, we have four of us on that uh, uh, of the African-American descent. How many of us have ever served on a grand jury? I have. I've never been asked. I, I have. I have. Yeah, I, I've never been asked. They've always excluded me because they recognized me in the uh, pool. They heard and got me out. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I right. Never, I, I've been I, asked, I, too. I, have not, I mean, yeah. I, I get jury duty summons all of the time. I wanted to mm-hmm. serve on a grand jury, never been asked. Say, so when are y'all going to get exactly. around to my name? They don't want you. So we, they, they don't you. want me. There you they go. Don't exactly. you. They don't exactly want you. Right. That's exactly right. They don't that want us. Exactly. I already know. To <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I, I really do. One of the questions then, I'm, I'm going to tell you what my next possible theme idea is. And um, but, but one of the questions that, that was asked tonight on with the uh, law enforcement, if you have been – to talk repeatedly over and over and over from individually to the with the NAACP to any civil rights group that want to see equality and equity among all of us if you talk to everybody in law enforcement and things remain the same what are you supposed to do next I didn't get a clear keep at it on that keep one. at it keep talking keep Keep, keep talking. Keep, keep, keep talking. That's all you can do. Keep so you, talking. Exactly. Don't, don't because, quit. you know, no you, you're going to quit because at some point in time that you'll start reaching people. Just like a, they're just like we see that in an academic lecture. You don't think a, yeah. a whole thousand students in your lecture going to get what you lecture. You keep lecturing to them. You know, even worse than that. You, oh, and you keep telling them America needs the truth told them over and over and over because we know, yeah. you know, you, you can tell something wrong, somebody they believe, but we just. We, there you, you go. Don't very stick with the truth. Stick with the truth, and you yeah. fill them up one at a time. Eventually, you get the majority. But but if you make a, you make the change, you are gonna lose them all. So if you believe right. what I'm saying, right. stick with the truth, and That's just right. keep hitting them with the same truth. That's all right. That's all right. Time to, 
ain't got time to ain't quit. Got, that's right. They ain't got that's time right. to they ain't got, we, we don't have time, time to quit. Well, but, but, right. Let me, let me say to... this. There you go. So mm-hmm. then now that we got over that hurdle and, and Dr. Hagney set us up and pulled out the uh, black uh, professional medical pastors, preachers, uh, other kinds of agencies, and he reached out to the Hispanic community, pulled them in. So we're all working together as a team trying to make sure that we disseminate of these vaccines out into the black and brown community. So I said the my next town hall meeting would be, and, and we can dialogue on this, you can tell me what you think. I said from chronic to crisis, how black community can use lessons from COVID-19 to address disparities in the black community mm-hmm. before we have the next big disaster. Because guess what? We are, we're forever in pandemics, right? We talk about yeah. the economic pandemic. Right. We talk about COVID-19 right. pandemic. We talk about the healthcare disparities pandemic. Right. We talk about uh, we, we got money sent out. But then the final thing that I want to talk about, we got 30 minutes or less, 25, 24 to be exact. The children at the border. That's what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, I got this, I read this article on yesterday, and it was talking about some of the Haitians that had left Haiti and they traveled and they came up through into Mexico, and they've been in Mexico for a minute trying to to get across the border up to the front door of our asylum, because we have a Mm -hmm. process, of course, Mm -hmm. but they Mm -hmm. were told to stay back and just apply there, and they've been waiting for, some of them have been waiting for well over a year. So now we don't talk about, in 2019, there were 11,500 children at the border. Remember, we carried a bus load down to the border. There was probably mm-hmm. about 2,000 Democrats down there, because that was basically who was down there. Was, this was when Trump was in office. 11,500 is how many that he had at that border in cages that people don't talk about. But they're talking about there's 15,000, 16,000 now. This is ever. Well, we've had them throughout other presidents, right? We had them through President Obama. We had them through President right. uh, Bush and Bush. We had them right. through Reagan, uh, Reagan, President Clinton. Clinton. They're all the Reagan. way back. All the way back. Reagan, and now baby. all of a sudden, it's there you and Reagan, you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. it's President Biden's fault, right? It's his fault. Mm-hmm. He created this. What hypocrites are, are but but now what are we to do? Now my question to each of you is somebody knocked on my front door. I opened my front door. It was a seven year old kiddo with a backpack. Well, I'm, first of all I'm gonna be looking to see well who are you and where are your parents? They're going to be looking around the corner to see where the parents mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. when there are no parents, right? There are none. Mm-hmm. This kid mm-hmm. is there by himself. So what am mm-hmm. I to do? Who am I? Well, first of all, I'm going to call the policeman, and then secondly, I'm sure the policeman is going to call uh, CPS and, uh, and the Texas Health and Human Services and all of that, right? Because I cannot mm-hmm. leave that seven-year-old kiddo at my front door. I can't just slam the right. door and leave. I don't know who you are. Bye. Well, who does that? No one. So what is America to do? We have 15,000-plus kids. We, Mr. Arthur has 3,000 in the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center there in Dallas, Texas, and 
they were paid $8 million to take care of those kiddos for 90 days. I don't Mom know if you've name. been tracking that Mom and knowing that or not. What are we to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Arthur, since you live in Dallas, Texas, well, and you got 3,000 well, of them there, well, well, I'm going to start with you. Well, here, 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 there's two solutions that's needed. One of them is long-term, okay. one of them is short-term. Okay. okay, okay. Now at least they've been treated humanely. They've been treated humanely. Uh, but the bottom line, the camera Harris is over now. And, right. and and they're gonna have to go to South America, and and just take a different view of South America. They they need to look at South America as a market, you know, instead of uh, you know thief them or have they been doing it for all this time. They've got we've got to change our view of South America. And, and so anyway, we we got to make it where those folks can stay down. That climate change is affecting them too. And so mm-hmm. you know, so we got to fix where they can stay where they at. And uh, you know, keep on building you know where they at. So uh, you know, and, and, and that's long term. Short term okay. again, you know, uh, uh, you know, the last president, they kept it, they did everything, they messed up all that, got as many, they messed it up as best they could. They say until about two days before they left, they just bought, they just caused a big, uh, a big, a big bottleneck, and so that's what mm-hmm. this administration having to deal with. They have to deal with a bottleneck of all that mm-hmm. of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you know, my- so, so so I think so I think they're doing a good job as far as. Uh, actually unwinding the bob neck now again you know homeboy them did all that stuff so i would say to the media y'all need to back up you know just a little bit <laughs> you know <laughs> you know I, I, would, I would say i would say that look need to look at the historical and long haul of what's occurring <clears throat> and also it's not by accident uh as president harrison has been placed over south america Let's look back in history, and when I called the other night, I told my wife the, the reverse Atlantic Passage, mm-hmm. the reverse American Atlantic Passage. Remember the slave ships coming here? Sure, sure, sure. When, sure. When, when, when Americans received less of those slaves compared to South America, Mexico, yes. and all of those areas. I think about less than 400,000 slaves actually made it to America. Count it two ways. Those kids, look at the future leaders of those, that little kid that knocked on your door. He could be a future yes, president. Okay. <laughs> think about a child that traveled that far to America, what they went through to carry that child. Oh, my, oh my look, goodness. Look at the potential of that child. If, if the world look at this properly, so kids are not coming to America to stay in America. They come to America to be trained that they can go back to Central America. And that, that economic development of America, look at the economic development in South America all the way back to Africa that they put in Europe. And look at what you going to do? What the, you going to do? Sure, say what you going to do. So what you going to do with them? They knocked on your door. Okay, they knocked on your well, door. No, now they know what you bring, you're going to do with you bring him in. You, you bring him in because he's a future leader. He's not a foreign <laughs> kid. He's a, he's a human being. He has more courage than a kid. No, nah, I don't in, think about a question in that right there. I don't think that's no, the question. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying train them. Well, we'll just let him analyze. No. Go ahead. You, you train those kids that are coming. You're not going to bring them out. And we talk, we train those kids that are here. Because across the board, they're here. What you can do with it? Train them, educate them, and talk to them about going back, what South America can mean to them. Not only South America, all the way back to Africa. Reverse the uh, length uh, Great. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. 
not by accident the vice president was put over South America. Mm-hmm. Train them to train them to go back. Stop, stop and stop and think about who she is and who she represents. Not just a, that's right. Not not just look, black. Who, look, see, see, the system doesn't realize what they've done. They put someone to help develop a bridge back to Africa. And if this country look and see development, what the, look the resources in Central America, whether it be we talk about food deserts, all of, develop those countries. You can I know it's going to be long term. But develop those mm-hmm. countries in the long term, but these kids are coming and train them not to stay in America, to teach them the importance of going back. Exactly, home. yeah. And, and uh, yeah. you know, yeah. the future is well, we'll that. Future, yeah, the mm-hmm. future is not America. Long term, the future is not America. You know, <laughs> so the, the future will be those kids moving back to those central countries and develop the resources and then turn around and sell parts back to America. And we put well, what about folks say America is, is, a, is, is for immigrants? Well, what about that? What about that Americanism? Well, we are we oh, are a country of immigrants. We all, everybody's American immigrants. All of us are, all, yeah. All of, all of except we, are. The, we all are. Except the Indians, right? Except the Indians, yeah. Americans. Right. The rest of you, we all mm-hmm. immigrants. So now, that's now I agree with you. Now yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, the foreign policy and you know that part of the world will have to change. To implement what you're talking about, that's a great that, idea. Actually, very, now, there you know, you go. Gotta, that's where I wanted it, to go with that. And, uh, and you know, who changes like, that? Who, who, like that? Who has yeah. to change that? Right. The mil- the, the, yeah. the one mm-hmm. thing. Can I throw this in here? Mr. Arthur and I are both military, prior military. Now, when we protect and serve America, we go to other parts of the world. Let, I, let, let me just tell you this: we immunize. Uh, young children, just like these little children, immunize them in Honduras, El Salvador, Central America, all over the world. We carried the vaccines to these children. And so in order to make things better, because we do know that they're not leaving Mexico for just uh, lack I believe they want to stay in their own country. But if it's not safe, the cartels and all these drug, mm-hmm. human trafficking and all the things that are going on over there, right? If we're not helping them to have a better place in which to live, a safer place, that's what America does. We go over mm-hmm. and, and we try to help people get on the right track and become right. more do, uh, uh, democratic, right? right so it's right, going to take the right. military to go right. and help to get that country straightened out. That's right. How many, so how, if how they many, can how many, go back, go ahead. Yeah. How many people we have in oh, the military in Europe and Germany? Mm-hmm. South Korea. All over the world. All, we got installations all, all everywhere. Billions yeah. of dollars we spent over there. What about just down South America? You can pull half of those troops and put them in South America and you can get rid of the kind of tell. You know what I'm saying? But that foreign policy, the one thing you got to be, uh, be cognizant of is that you have, you're going to have the same racist kind of problem that you got here. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was America. Oh, it's worse. It was American it, imports. It's worse. Yes, so, it's going to be worse. It's not a democracy. It's not a democracy. It's going to be worse. Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. I'm just saying that it was the you know that that whole dynamic, you know, would have to change. You know, you know, we could change you know through business and then with the new attitude that we have, and we could export this new attitude down there. But but if you understand the development of America and South America, they were like, well, like I told you before. Uh, in this hemisphere, it's more it's more black folks than there's anybody. 
and yeah. America mm-hmm. know that. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. so that region has never been treated uh, as any kind of equal. You remember when uh, Haiti, you know, Arizona, you know, he got he got stuff back together, and then Bush you know, mm-hmm. went down there and knocked it back down. You, know, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They still yeah, mad at mm-hmm. Haiti for getting free. So I'm just saying, mm-hmm. we got a lot of stuff going on. Well, uh, well, you more know, you know, down that part of the world. One at a time. Just go ahead, Pastor Super. Don't and Belize uh, work with missions down in that area, and that's uh, Honduras, of course, El Salvador, all in that Guatemala, <laughs> all of that right. area. And what we find out is a common pattern of things. Uh, you have two percent of the powers that's controlling a hundred percent of everything, and yes. so most of the yes. area uh, is in poverty, uh, stricken, suppressed. Everything mm-hmm. else that yes. that we think is going on over here in, in small sections. It's a thousand percent going on over there in the entire region, and at some point, you're right, Dr. Agnew was saying that the American folks should have to get involved, and and it may get nasty, it may get ugly, but it may take that because I was looking at a Ford product the other day. It said seventy percent of the parts and the vehicle was built in Mexico. So if we can do that in certain areas, we can do that in those regions. And if we don't hurry exactly. up, exactly. Uh, and that, that's one thing that there was a guy that was president here right before Biden. He said something about China. We have to keep an eye on China because China, on purpose, China is buying up land. Yes. Yeah. China and Russia. Yeah. But China's moving quickly. Mm-hmm. And they're buying China's trying to buy Africa up, too. Man. Don't forget about Africa yeah. and China. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, they're buying up land and property all in that area and poisoning the, the, their waters and the food supply and taking over. And then they're not just uh, uh, letting these people die out and, and take they're importing Chinese folks over there for more land and more territory, and now they're owning the businesses in those areas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you have more than the cartel that's in that area that's taken over, and China's moving around. I'm just letting you know. Well, okay, and so the all-American talent we have, can we start doing the same thing? China just playing the game we're supposed to play. You know, I, well, I, uh, I, I, I linked it a long time ago, not, de- not developing a relationship with Africa. Okay, so I say a long time ago, the HBCUs working partner with Africa, developing African agriculture, that just like just like the Jewish done with Israel. Why Israel so Why is Israel so powerful over there? Because they get right. support from the American Jews. So what? So I, my question mm-hmm. is, where is the black talent we had down through these years? Why didn't we look the at black development chambers. in Africa? Well, let me give you the... Um, they're yeah, working yeah, on it now. Black Chambers is working on it. Well, 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 and talk to them. Let me black some contact. Okay, Ms. Arthur, hold, hold your point right there. I'm going to bring one of our future congresspersons in, none other than First Sergeant, so he can help us with these, because these are issues that he's going to have to deal with when he gets to Washington, D.C. Good evening, right. First Sergeant. Welcome, welcome back home. How are you doing? Good evening, to Kellen, and good evening to all hey. my brothers. Hello, Hello first yeah. How you doing? It's a long day. It's been yeah, a blessed a day, day and a long day. Well, that's, that, yeah. that's the way it goes when you're campaigning for Congress. How do I know? Because I did that thing. How true, how true. You ought to know that man. already because you were out there campaigning too. Uh, we, we, we got we got ten minutes. We're gonna we're gonna in the last five minutes we're gonna allow both of these candidates, uh, our future governor and our future congressperson, to to have a, a, some final say so. And we'll start with uh, Pastor Cooper first. But let's finalize this conversation, and then we're gonna get back to this next week because this is a serious matter, as we say 
in Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. It is a serious matter, and and it it deems being discussed. And you guys have done an amazing uh, job in laying this out tonight. So uh, let's see, Pastor um, Pastor Cooper. If you well, no, I'm going to go to you last because you can finalize. But but Arthur and uh, Mr. Arthur and uh, Dr. Hagney, your final comments in regards to this subject. Oh, I just, uh, I just, I, first sergeant. I was talking. I have relatives in Arlington, and uh, they, they, they put a sorority group over there. They want to know who you are, and so we'll talk later. I, I need information. They, now through Walks the Hatch and your district over there, there's a group in Arlington, Texas, want to know you, and uh, because they look at the list, they, they want to know more about you. So they are. It's a powerful potential group. So later on, I need to get the information about you so I can get over to Austin, Texas, and fish you there. Thank you so much. Thank Very you so good. much. Okay. I am good. open and willing. Yes, and Mr. Arthur, you one house at a time. Well, well, I just want to, <laughs> well, to close by saying that uh, 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 to Pastor Cooper that uh, you know I've been talking to a lot of folks, and so they want to know what's uh, they want to know what you got on that table. So uh, <laughs> you have to bring it because uh, they show waiting. They they uh, they like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we, we let me tell you, we got we have an interesting lineup of candidates. Of course, uh, first sergeant's election is a special election because we know uh, Ron White, uh, the late Ron White, passed away of COVID nineteen, uh, which is one of the things we've been talking about tonight in the vaccine and, and, and getting people vaccinated so we can mitigate all of these deaths. And then we're going to also talk about next time around, uh, Dr. Burke. Uh, Dr. Deborah Burke said after 100,000 cases of deaths of COVID that this could have been stopped, that Trump could Mm -hmm. have mitigated this. We're going to get get to that next week. We're not going to deal with that. We're going to let these two candidates uh, tell us what they want us to know. But we're going to pick back up with this uh, next week, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ms. Lansby, I'm going to step away for a minute. So, gentlemen, we're going to pick back up with this next week and talk about what Dr. Deborah uh, Burks had to say about how this could have been stopped. We already know we're well over 500,000 deaths, and I don't want to see any more. So we got to vaccinate mm. people. Uh, Pastor yeah. Cooper, we're going to let uh, you begin and let uh, First Sergeant in and uh, tell us anything and everything that you want us to know, and be sure to give us your website and how we can donate to your campaigns and so forth and so on. Why you decided you want to run for governor. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. A great, great evening with this wonderful uh, team. Uh, thank you, Dr. McKellar. And y'all vote for Dr. McKellar as your city council person again uh, because she is the person for the job. Uh, uh, again, uh, education is my thing that I always continue to push. We ask, uh, what are we doing to our kids uh Standardized testing during Zoom when no one's on the Zoom. They count our kids present in a time period that they're not even online. Some kids haven't even been in school in six weeks. Uh, those are those issues. Then we have to, at the same time, when we go to Austin, Texas, this uh, Saturday, April 3rd, at about 2 o'clock, we're going to be pushing the George Floyd Act. We have to make sure that we inspect what we expect, and we're going down to make sure that our lawmakers do that. Uh, these are just some of the things. We, we have issues with the freeze. We have issues here in Texas with brown water. We have issues with economic development, social uh, uh, disparities amongst uh, people of color. And when we do better, the whole entire state of Texas does better. So uh, go to uh, cooperforgovernor.com. Uh, uh, you can find me there, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Be in your neighborhood Zoom, and we also be in your backyard. 
very good. Thank you so much for that. Outstanding. Yes, yes. And we're, we're supporting you 100%. Uh, Pastor Cooper, uh, we want to see people up and down that ballot. Uh, we should have uh, Democrats and Republicans up and down everywhere uh, because we need some diversity. We need some change, and we have to be about that change. We are that change, right? And so yes. we have to be about Absolutely. that change. So thank you so much for that. Uh, First Sergeant. Thank you so much, Dr. McKellar. And, and again, I, I have to start with thank you to the team. And, and most of all, Dr. McKellar is truly the right person for Tyler. Uh, her blessing is yet to come, and we need her. We need her. Texas needs her. The world has had her, but, you know, she is truly happy where she is. You know, uh, this road going to Texas 6 for U.S. Congress has, has been a, a journey, but it's only just begun for me, uh, and, and I'm grateful to all. Um, it has been a, um, a learning experience every day, and I get stronger and better because of the people. Uh, I'm a motivator. I'm a motivator because I'm a warrior, but criminal justice reform as a prior law enforcement officer, that is one of my pet peeves. And, and because we have so many Democrats that have so much going for them, I know I'm the right one because I am a veteran. With this war being, what, 18 years now, we got more veterans returning home, and a lot of them are coming home to Texas. And there's got to be a, a right transition to for our tre- veterans to come home. And I am that link along with this governor who is running. Cooper is, is truly, this is the team, people. This is what we need to bring our veterans home from a war, from a fight. And, and you know, John Lewis is one of my heroes, along yeah. with Dr. McKellar and part of this team. He was part of Martin Luther King. I was a baby. But I remember the riots, and really nothing has changed. People of our color are still getting beaten, and people of our color are still getting shot, and people of our kind are still being put in jail and dying. That is truly unacceptable, truly unacceptable, and it's time it must stop. And if I have to start it in District 6 and work my way out with Governor Cooper, it will happen, and Texas will change. Folks, I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior and a fighter, and a proven one and well-trained. Vote for Mm -hmm. Eddings for Congress, and it's EDD, INGS, for Congress, District 6. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent, First Sergeant. Excellent. Um, Well, you've heard it. Uh, That's it. It's 9.58, and we've heard from these great two great candidates. That's out there. And just remember, all of you that are listening out there, remember those websites. Remember, it takes money to run these uh, elections. Pastor uh, uh, Cooper has to travel all over Texas. You hear him say, I was at this place and I was that place. Well, it takes gas in the car. It takes money to buy signs. It takes money to buy your push cards and whatever else 
that they need. It even takes money to pay people sometimes to help you. You can't always depend on volunteers. You sometimes have to pay people uh, to help you out. So we're encouraging everybody, remember, vote at every single election because all politics are local, and every single election is important. Your city government, your county government, your state government, and your federal government. And we need the right people in Washington, D.C., like First Sergeant, who is trained to lead. Veterans are trained to lead. We need them. We need the right person in Austin, Texas, uh, a person that we know is not going to put our people in danger. Let us be uh, 65 hours and more without power while they sit with electricity in their homes or they get on a, a plane and run off to Cancun. Well, let's send them to Cancun and stay in Cancun. Thank you very much, guys. This was an amazing evening. We have, as, as Mr. Arthur said, we have so much to talk about. It's amazing, but we have to end right now. It is 10 o'clock, so do you know where your children are? Uh, I hope so. So thank you very much. We look forward to next week. Thank you, Dr. Hagney. Uh, we keep thank fighting you. for getting the vaccines out. Thank you, Pastor yes. Cooper. Good keep night. fighting for that seat. Uh, thank you for Sergeant, and thank you, my crap brother, Mr. Arthur. Have night, a great night. night, and we'll turn it over to night, night, Rihanna, play our theme song, and we'll see you on next night, week. Guys. Have a safe Good week. Night. Good night, everybody. Good night, fellas. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Thanks. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no glory, glory, oh, glory, glory. Hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. glory, glory, oh, glory, glory, now the war.
for every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be 